0: Hello and welcome to the Power Switch, gaming's call-in talk radio show. My name is Peter Spasia, and today is June 25th, 2017. This is the 30th episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We use Discord as a means to add and drop callers to talk about video games and switch the power that is found in a typical gaming podcast. You can join our server to participate during recordings at rhymeswithasia.com slash call. It is the post-E3 lull it has begun. Uh, Most game companies got their news out of the way at E3 2017 for this year, and so we're in kind of a period where not much news has happened. Thus, we still persevere. We continue on uh, recording an episode. Uh, You may be interested to know why I'm... I guess speaking in a lower cadence and a a bit slower, I guess it was interesting to get the feedback during our E3 episodes. And we had a couple shows where it was very late at night and we were recording uh, in our house, but people were still sleeping. Uh, There were very late episodes during those E3 times. And, And we had to kind of keep it a little... Little chilled, a little mellow, and some people found it enjoyable to listen to. Uh, so I'm, I've been doing some reading on on topics like this. So uh, we're gonna try for this one. See how it is going forward. It's certainly uh, easier on on the voice, that's for sure, when we you know speaking for longer periods of time. But also, I think it's uh it's a little different. I think when I've heard feedback regarding the show, uh, people generally called it chilled out to begin with. And it's, it's the vibe when you get people calling in just to chat about video games and uh, really hearing from uh, the people calling in really about their perspectives. Uh, but to add this element uh, to the show, I think it adds a little more uh, uniqueness to what we present because a lot of people particularly on youtube and other podcasts like to be bam in your face and and all about that and you know i've i've done that for a time Um, we're coming up on on 10 years of of podcasting here for me and that's that's crazy to think about but that'll be for for another weekend to think about that uh but to kind of address you all like this i think it's something i'd like to try going forward and see how it works uh for i mean leave feedback if you like this and maybe you prefer the old style that you've been hearing for years but i just kind of wanted to Throw that out there, I suppose, and that way, you know, if if I'm sick or for whatever reason, it's easier to to speak in this in this cadence in this uh, sort of register. But let's talk about the main topic on the show today. And uh, on a on a slow news week, you know, it's got me thinking. Like, what can I talk about? What can I bring to the show? And uh, we'll we'll talk about a particular uh, sort of news story that can be expanded upon at the end of the show. But I want to first talk about what. I've been playing, in particular, recently, and you know, on our last episode, we had we had DQP on on the show and DQP won our E3 2017 Yes or No contest, and we we spent quite a while talking about the games that we were playing throughout, you know, before, during, and a little bit after that E3 week, and it was it was, it was quite a long segment, but you know, brought up a lot of good games, and so one of those games that he mentioned uh, was something that I, I wanted to play for a long time, and a particular variety of that game. And I decided, you know, with with the Steam sale going on uh, and starting this week and continuing through July 5th, I'm like, you know what? There may be no better time than to jump on this particular game. And so that game is super hot. Now, super hot, in particular, it's VR version, if you listen to that last episode, was what I was most excited to play. And, you know, it has the a discount of, you know, 20% off, which... know it doesn't really get discounted all that often so uh, to bring that to $20 like that was something that I wanted to jump on in particular but after playing it and I I haven't beaten it yet it's it is a very trial and error heavy game at least the VR version in particular Uh, I haven't beaten it yet but the time I spent with it you know one and a half hours probably this morning uh, really inspired me to want to talk about it because I say if you know there's one VR game that you get a chance to play in 2017, at, you know, still the very early stages of VR, I would say that it would be super hot. For those that don't know what super hot is, uh, the, the whole elevator pitch of the game is that it's a first person shooter where time only moves when you do. Uh, if you're checking on our YouTube version, there's the, the screenshot behind me here, but essentially the The world is a very monochromatic and the background is all gray and it makes these characters that are polygonal and red orange very they pop out a whole lot but the idea is that if you're playing the base super hot game you know it's a first person shooter There are these large levels constructed many enemies you're moving all around the world and because the time only moves when you do you know you're dodging bullets in a very Traditional first-person shooter setting. Uh, That being said, you know you are kind of trained over many years to know what you can do in a first-person shooter. I mean, you you have the one gun. You're you're aiming with that dual stick or you know keyboard mouse. You can W A S D, all that good stuff. But with super hot, you know, you can dodge bullets very easily because when you don't, you can just you know stop, not move kind of survey the the surroundings and move accordingly. And you know, you're firing bullets with lead time and consideration, judging how the the opponents have moved. It's it's really, really interesting. And if you haven't played it, it's definitely one of those first person shooter experiences that it's very different than anything in in you know the last decade maybe even. It's it's really really genre defining in that way. But Super Hot came out last year. Now, Super Hot VR was originally developed for Oculus. And uh, so it kind of came there first. Earlier this year, it came to HTC VI, which I happened to play the game on. Uh, if you're curious about what makes Super Hot VR unique, uh, there are a couple instances with that. So, first of all, you have dual wielding. Now, that's, I would imagine that's a pretty big difference because right from the beginning in Super Hot, you have just the one gun I mean, you used to those first-person mechanics. But in in super hot VR, you are kind of only contained to this small space to move about in with HTC Vive, with Oculus. You're kind of bound by your set room scale. And so you have these enemies placed around you and they're firing bullets all around and you're dodging within that small space. But you do have the dual wielding to take into consideration, both your right hand and your left hand could be a weapon to catch guns, to catch swords, to throw shuriken. And it's it's also part of that because because it's it's the vibe controllers, it's the touch controllers. They move in kind of a, a three dimensional sort of space. Uh, you can you know hold a gun to the side and fire at particular angles. You know you know try to reach around a wall in an essence and and fire. Uh, not something that you can easily do in in Superhot. Now, VR is kind of staged in, uh, in multiple levels. Whereas Super Hot has one kind of longer level with multiple enemies that you have to kind of move about in the perfect way. VR is broken up into these little mini chunks, like enemies, maybe three or four per chunk. But to complete the level, you have to beat each one without dying. And if you die at the end, you have to go all the way back this little little section and start it all over again until you kind of complete that section in the perfect run. So the fundamentals of each game are structured very differently, but uh, you know super hot VR with how it's segmented with each each little mini mission and like they're oh, it's it's kind of exhilarating to see and if I've done my job on YouTube here in the edit, I've uh, put up some of my gameplay footage that I've recorded. So you can sign it, you can kind of see that it's very trial and error when you discover, a a new section that you haven't played before you may die very early or you're you're learning where the enemies are and what their patterns are but because you're you're beating the same first you know sort of missions over and over and over again in that level section uh you get to become very good after a certain point but it's it's always pushing it's always trying to discover uh that new element Um, in vr you also get uh, you're moving around, it's, it's a lot of tension. It's definitely a physical element to it. I mean, I have not really perspired playing any VR games in particular, but uh, for this one, for playing for an hour, an hour and a half, and you're you're moving all around, It's it, it takes, until it gets that visor a bit sweaty. So that is, that's unique. Uh, you know, honestly, for all the VR games and experiences that are out there uh, for 2017 in this, this infancy of virtual reality, there are only so many that have actual extended gameplay, extended stories. I mean, I mentioned previously on this podcast uh Batman Arkham VR. And that's you know, a forty five minute to an hour experience where you do get the sense of it's it's an extended narrative there, and there's interesting gameplay there. But for so many that are just mini games and just, oh, just short little experiences, to play something like this where you could easily have such an engaging experience with the controller or with keyboard and mouse, but uh, it's very transposed into a, a visceral sort of physical element. I think for 2017, and of course this will change in the future, i say super hot VR is, is one that you do have to play. Um, you know, Again, still very early stages with it. Uh, but, you know, it's something I'm, I'm excited to go back to, excited to, you know, continue to play. It's, yeah, I, for me last year, my favorite VR game was uh, Audio Shield. Uh, and if you remember Audio Surf, that was where it kind of takes your custom MP3 library, creates a level based on it, and you navigate it uh, that way. Audio Shield is the same way, where you're using shields to kind of intercept bullets as opposed to jumping different tracks uh, so that was great for for last year but i think this year you know you could say resident evil 7 i haven't gotten around to playing that yet you could say something like until dawn rush of blood for playstation vr have not gotten to play that uh, but for what i recommend and for you know the pedigree of game that it's sort of built on and inspired on give super hot vr a try if you are in a position to try and play virtual reality uh, if not Go find a friend who does and you know make that the one game that you try this year. So that's what I have to say. When we come back, we will get to the callers over at rhymeswithasia.com slash call. What do you have to say? And you know, if you don't have VR, you know, here's something to ponder. What would be a virtual reality experience that you eventually want to witness firsthand with VR. You know, maybe the technology isn't there yet, but where do you want VR to go? We can maybe talk about that. We can talk about anything gaming related that you like. What is it you're playing recently? What are your favorite games? Anything's on the table there. That will be when we come back here on the power switch. Yeah. Welcome back to the Power Switch. Lots to possibly talk about today. I mean, whether it's you know you missed our post E3 show and you want to discuss aspects there, or you know any type of game that you're a big fan of and you want to keep playing, or maybe even virtual reality and uh, talking about super hot there. Lots to consider, lots to discuss, and we leave it up to you, the callers. So let's see what you have to say. Joining us from Illinois, Video Game Guru sixty four. Welcome back to the Power Switch.
1: Hello. It's hey. Nice to be back. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Thank you for calling in. What did you have in mind to talk about today?
1: wanted to talk about uh E3 wrap up since I didn't get to talk about it uh last week. Uh, I think Ubisoft uh definitely won E3 for me. Mm-hmm. Cuz they had the games, they had the emotional aspect to them and they had everything.
0: That yeah, was a good conference. Uh you know, going into it, you think that Ubisoft had kind of a lot of their cards played out. I mean, they were not necessarily leaking things of their own accord, though many things like Assassin's Creed Origins did get leaked, right? But, uh, you know, they were kind of showing a lot with with Far Cry 5, and, you know, South Park was obviously going to be a known entity. Uh, but they did show a lot that was new, and I think that plays well at E3, and we kind of saw that with, uh, with Sony, who kind of repeated a lot of the same games from last year, just looking at a deeper look there. Uh, but... You know, showing a lot new for, for Ubisoft, I think, what, what was it? The, the Star game, like the, the Toys to Life kind of game. I think that came out of nowhere. It doesn't you know, show well that I'm, I'm blanking on what the actual title of the game is. Uh, but that, that really came out of nowhere to show Nintendo Switch of all things. Uh, and now granted, Mario and Rabbids was another one that, again, we knew quite a lot about from, from leaks and whatnot. But to see it in motion and to see a lot of people uh, receive it so well, I mean, that, that's promising.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, Nintendo did uh, good. They didn't do amazing because um, if they would have shown off like gameplay footage of Metroid Prime uh, 4 or the new Pokemon game uh, that's coming to Switch, then they would have probably exceeded what uh, Ubisoft did, but yeah
0: right if they had shown more than just to say that we're working on this or that you know these are you know these exist though if you could make the same argument that if they were uh you know missing that aspect i mean then they would be missing the megatons the bombshells what have you um you know what were your reactions i guess to those because like those were those got a lot of people talking particularly for nintendo show
1: yeah i i like said great good f- uh for them I have no idea what that's gonna be like, mm-hmm. except except Metroid uh, Prime Four. I I know that's gonna be like. I hope the other Prime series. You never know. It's a new development studio. It's a new uh, team. So I don't know what's uh, going on with them.
0: Yeah, that is an interesting aspect. I mean, certainly while while watching that Metroid Prime reveal, you were hoping for the Retro Studios uh, logo to pop up, and it didn't. Uh, but that's you know where the journalist, you know, press at E3, you find out it's Kensuke Tanabe, who's, you know, trilogy producer. And then he kind of pulls together you know, like his dream team in a way to work on the game internally at Nintendo. And, you know, you'd think that there's enough pedigree and there's enough, you know, sort of laid out what Metroid Prime and a, a numbered, you know, sequel is. So I don't expect for them to deviate too much from that. Uh, plus you have, you know, certain aspects. I think at the end of three, there was what the if I remember correctly, what Silex's ship kind of went after Samus at the end. So they, they've talked in different interviews and you kind of may guess where, uh, you know, the game may be leading. Uh, but yeah. again, I would have, I would have liked to see at least a screenshot or is it too early in development? You know, Nintendo talks about saying that, Oh, you know, Metroid and, and Pokemon for switch. Those are 2018 titles. And, you know, they throw that out there and it's like, you know, you, you say that, but I'm not too sure on the Metroid side of things.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's like 2019 or so. More on Metroid, probably not on Pokemon because who knows? Because they've been releasing constantly new Pokemon games every uh, single year through like X and Y onward.
0: You know, for some people, they weren't too keen on, you know, Pokemon being released constantly year after year. Um, But, you know, they sell so well. So, you know, who can argue uh, it will be interesting to see what happens with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon this year. I, I still think they have a lot to do to kind of sell the differentiator. Yeah. Like, why should we still pick this up on 3DS after Sun and Moon? Like, do you really expect us to double dip just because you have a few Totem Pokemon that are different? Uh, I'm I'm not too sure about going in like that.
1: I personally hope that they will flesh out the story more and they will uh, go into more of the of the uh wormhole space so we can see what actually goes on there and something like that
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah entirely possible uh now one of my big gripes personally with the nintendo uh, show was you know, having kirby and yoshi just yeah you know no title it was 2018 <laughs> uh, you know did you did any of those games kind of pique your interest
1: uh definitely kobe because uh i like that they're going back to kobe 64 and uh they're combining abilities again and superstar and uh, kobe 64 mash up with the enemies of being your allies and then you can use the enemies to help you uh, use combining uh elements from those enemies
0: yeah and uh you know i think the multiplayer aspect helps there Uh, you know whether it's you know kind of as if you were playing with other people but you know the the cpu controlled enemies i think that was a neat thing to show uh yeah it's just they had a lot in each of those trailers to kind of sell you on the game but uh to just say kirby to just say yoshi like there's not too much there so i guess that was a bit of a gripe there
1: it's like uh kobe dot 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 it's like what, what's the uh, titles of those games? And I guess, yeah.
0: you know, it's better than, better that than, you know, say like Kirby for Switch, Yoshi for Switch, you know, to kind of, you know, with like Kirby 64, you know, granted the and, crystal well, and, shards and all that. And, but and,
1: and, and no trailer, and Yoshi and no trailer. Right, so, right. Yeah, at,
0: least, at least they showed something. At least, you know, development seems to be rather far along there. Um, anything else from E3 really, you know, catch your eye, you know, from other, other conferences, you know, games that really appeal to you?
1: the microsoft conference um i don't know if you knew this or not you know uh lucky Tail.
0: yeah yeah the uh that was a oculus game right originally yes mm-hmm. it,
1: it was an oculus game so they're now creating super lucky tails
0: yeah originally an oculus game i think it was even an oculus launch game so that's a game where it being a 3d platformer Like i have not played it do not have an oculus i don't think it came to vive uh, but I, I wonder how that adopted, how well that really, you know, took off. If if people really took to that well, uh, how well it controlled. I, it's probably one you just do with a controller, right? I don't imagine, you know, there's any touch or any of those sort of 3D controller room scale uh, sort of controller interaction. But, you know, maybe well, if he jumps close to you, that that's more appealing. Uh, you know, good that I guess that IP continues on, but uh, there's, there's not... Uh, we'll have to we'll have to see how it how it looks. I mean it, yeah. It's sh- it should be should be a good experience. I think. Yeah. Well, video game guru sixty four. Thank you so much for calling in. Appreciate the time. Anything you'd like to plug?
1: A week from now is uh, starting. Uh, done quick. Uh, SGDQ. Yeah,
0: SGDQ is coming up. That's that's pretty exciting. Always looking forward to those. Yeah, it's like, feels like you know very soon since agdq but you know every every six months it keeps coming around definitely looking forward to that that's what uh is that games done quick on twitch uh
1: yes Mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah so looking forward to that check out the schedule should be up there uh for sure that's a, that's a good recommendation and we'll be looking forward to some speed runs from that community
1: and it's my birthday tomorrow so. oh well happy birthday
0: well you know have a have a great day and you know thanks again for calling in video game guru 64 you have a good one all right yay all right guys, thanks for calling in. When we come back, we'll talk about that Steam Summer Sale. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, maybe the best deals that are available, something some that I would uh, recommend. That's all when we come back. You're on the power switch. Welcome back to the Power Switch. This week's Tempo Control music is brought to you by Crash Bandicoot. You can find a new video game music top 10 list from a specific game soundtrack every Tuesday over at youtube.com slash rhymeswithasia. Now let's talk about the Steam sale. I mean, every summer, every holiday, lots of Steam sales go up for, for, I guess, for discounted prices. And so I wanted to kind of go through some of, what I think are the most interesting sales, something I'd recommend if you're looking for something from a you know, a higher price range down to a few dollars, some different recommendations for you. Let's start out with Near Automata. Uh, this is down from $60 to $42. Uh, now granted, a new game, probably a few months old, but it's it's going to be in contention for you know some people's game of the year. Uh, you know, definitely get this one if you are more of a Platinum Games fan, the action sort of style there. Uh, I would recommend that one at 42, I mean, you're you're talking about multiple gameplay, uh, multiple uh, run-throughs of that game. So, you'll get a lot for your money if that's the kind of game that you're interested in. Now, the one I picked up on this morning was the Superhot Mind is Software bundle. Uh, now, this includes the Superhot VR game that I'm I'm really big on. But also the, the regular super hot game that we had DQP call in, we've we've had you know, a lot of people sing its praises as a very innovative shooter uh, for the last you know decade really even. Uh, now that comes down to $28 total. That's pretty good when you consider that normal super hot VR is $25, super hot on its own is 20. Uh you know, to have that go from 45 down to 28, that's pretty good for, for a really, really great shooter. Now, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Game of the Year Edition uh, needs really no one else to really sell it. Uh, You know, for $25 to get The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, you get Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine. uh, All of that for $25, you know, setting records for all the Game of the Year awards it won in 2015. I think that's a no-brainer. If you have yet to get on that bandwagon, that's a great price for that. Uh, Also, Dishonored 2 uh, was a game that really got high Metacritic scores last year. Uh, got its normal price cut down to forty, and then you have a fifty percent cut. So getting that game for twenty dollars again. Recommend playing the first game, uh, but Dishonored 2 got really great reviews last year. Uh, kind of I guess missing out on some of the Game of the Year awards, but uh, you know a really stellar experience from all things considered. And so definitely check that out for twenty dollars. Same thing goes with Doom, except that one, you know, took home certain Game of the Year awards last year for 2016. But for that to be $15, I mean, even if you don't have that in your Steam library, you're missing on one of the most visceral shooters ever made, at least of, you know, the last generation for sure. So Doom 2016 for $15, jump on that. Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition. Uh, to get this for $10 this is really a steal. I mean, you talk about its sequel being unveiled, at E3 2017, that kind of keeps it uh, relevant in mind with Will of the Wisps. Uh, but this is probably one of the next games I want to get to. Uh, I still have it on Xbox One. It was where I bought the original version way back when, didn't get around to it, and then. Xbox Live offered the definitive edition for a free upgrade for a couple days. So, pounce on that. But to get it, you know, for $10, I think normally it's it's 20 at least. So, tech, check it out for sure for 10. Uh the same goes in that $10 price range for Wolfenstein the new order. Another really really well acclaimed First-person shooter from Bethesda, again, comes in mind with E3 2017, with the new Colossus. Uh, If you want to get the DLC for the new order, The Old Blood, that'll be also $10, but uh, for $20 total, I mean, great value for those two games, for sure. Getting under $10 now, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley for $9? I mean, granted, it's going to depend on where you want to play this game. So, I want to eventually play Stardew Valley for Switch. I never got into it on PC. Uh, but you know, f- to check that out uh, for nine dollars on PC, if that's where you want to play, I you know, don't miss that for sure. And probably you know the most bang for your buck uh for, for this Steam summer sale again comes with a, a sequel game, you know, delved into more at E3 2017. That would be uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. The original Shadow of Mordor, the game of the year edition, from twenty dollars down to four dollars. I mean to get the main game, which is I guess very Assassin's Creed-like, and it's it's action, it's combat. It adds the Nemesis system that you're seeing some games. So I'm surprised not more pick up on uh, that. Plus, it's DLC for four dollars. Can't miss there. Also, check out Transistor. Uh, Transistor from Super Giant Games, the creators from a uh, Bastion, to have Transistor for three dollars. I mean, that's almost just change at this point. Now, I'm assuming a lot of the Valve games, like, you know, Left 4 Dead and Portal and Portal 2, you probably have all those, but those would be some of my recommendations if you're looking to, you know, maybe fill out your Steam library during these sales, like I tend to do. And that'll do it for this episode of The Power Switch. You're hosted by RhymesWithAsia.com and we're on YouTube and Twitch at RhymesWithAsia. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Switch. And you can email us any questions, concerns, comments, or opportunities at powerswitchpod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to The Power Switch on podcast services such as iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you could be so kind as to leave a review, that would really help as well. But most importantly, to participate in future episodes, you should join our community on Discord by visiting RhymesWithAsia.com call. It's a small but growing community and in these early months of the show, it'll really be easier than ever to have your voice heard on this podcast. If you want a YouTube video to watch, if you want to check out another podcast that I recommend, uh, you know, the Kind of Funny Guys over at Kind of Funny Games uh, have started up their new daily podcast uh, called Kind of Funny Games Daily. This is taking the DNA elements of Podcast Beyond from IGN, of PS, I love you, XOXO, also from Kind of Funny Games, but distilling it, you know, across... All games and and daily news topics. Uh, You're bringing in Andrea Renee, Danny O'Dwyer, also Tim Geddes, Andy Cortez, but primarily Greg Miller uh, fronting that show. But to have a daily podcast based on on the day's news, that's that's pretty remarkable. Uh, Go check it out if you really can't get enough of game news and and want that daily bill. So Kind of Funny Games Daily, you can find that on podcast services and go check out Kind of Funny Games on YouTube. That would be something I'd recommend. Go check out their first week of content. Anyway, wanted to check just to make sure, like, does this time work? you know, got changing schedules with uh, different sleep schedules in the house, different uh, responsibilities. Maybe switching to this Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That would be interesting to see if we continue to do that, but hopefully we need to get some more uh, some good turnout and uh, keep hearing different feedback and different opinions from different people. So that'd be great. Now stay tuned to this Discord channel as everything develops. And regardless, whether it's live or on your own time, I look forward to you joining us for our next episode. With that, I'm Peter Spezia. Until next time, switch up, call in, game on.